0: Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com.
1: This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? I can no idea. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. He's just going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath.
0: We're back. We are stuffed, full of turkey and other things. Not Brussels sprouts for me, thank goodness. But we are back to talk football. I love this show. I love the Friday after Thanksgiving. Now we have a football game today, by the way. But uh, the Black Friday episode, because it's like a recap show, too. We get three games to talk about, and then we get to preview six more games. Six games on the NFC home game slate. Actually, five of them only are actual NFC home games. But today we'll be talking about... Let's see, Jamie. Let's get the list. Buffalo at Philadelphia. That should be a fun one. Chicago at Minnesota. Rams at Arizona. New Orleans at Atlanta. New England at the Giants. And there's one more I'm missing, the Tampa Bay-Indianapolis game. That one as well.
2: What's up, Jamie? How was your Thanksgiving? It was wonderful, thank you. How was yours? It
0: was good. You know, the the food was really good. We pulled it off, and I will tell you, there's no way i could ever in a million years make a turkey as good as the one that we bought pre-cooked yesterday so i will continue that tradition if necessary it was a great call but you know what's the it was very difficult about hosting is um getting all the food out at the right time so it's hot when you serve it cuz the turkey yeah. basically got cold which is disappointing yeah.
2: but it was yeah like, no um we had uh 17 people at my mother-in-law's house whoa. and um, they did a fantastic job. I did very little to nothing um, but it was uh, it was great and very appreciative of uh, of family and football and and our audience as you uh, said on Wednesday night. Yeah, so yes. I was great, so, great Great Thanksgiving.
0: I wasn't so appreciative of football yesterday. <laughs> it was not very good.
2: Well, the First, game was, first game was
0: good. Yeah, first game was good, especially us.
2: And look, give give Seattle credit. You know, I, it was a little fluky how they got back into it, but they got back into it.
0: Eh, they didn't really get back into it. They they were never really threatening. Uh, but all right, let's let's talk about it, and then we'll uh, get it. We won't do the full recaps like we usually do because we have a lot of uh, of previewing to do. But Green Bay twenty nine, Detroit twenty two. Packers get the Chiefs next week. How confident are you going to be in this surging offense?
2: Well, I I think with the four teams on a bye, you know, Jordan Love has definitely played better. And so, you know, if you're talking about desperation streaming quarterbacks, I don't know if he's in that category anymore. I think he might be a little bit above it, you know. So when we're talking about Gardner Minshew and Baker Mayfield and some of these guys, I think he belongs in that conversation for sure. Whereas we probably would say, no, stay away. It's the Chiefs. So, you know, I think he's – look, give him credit. That was a tough defense on the road. They, They beat him up the first time that they played. And he did a much better job. So, if Christian Watson is going to show up like this, then you're going to like Jordan Love a lot.
0: I, the only thing I disagree with you is on uh, is I don't think the Lions are a tough defense. I think they're great against the run. I, yeah, I think. And you look at the, his last two games for Jordan Love, it's the Chargers and it's the Lions. And you look at his whole season, he's been a matchups guy. But I do think there's tangible improvement here.
2: And he's played, He played better against Pittsburgh, he played better against the Rams.
0: Yeah, Pittsburgh. So the Rams he scored sixteen points. I'm strictly not talking, talking
2: about, about his fantasy production. Yeah.
0: no, he is he is playing better. No question. Yeah. I mean, he he is coming into his own. I think it's exciting. Um, and you know, they talked about it a lot on the broadcast. They're he's so young. Every single receiver is a first or second year guy. So they're coming. They're all sort of developing now, and it's it's really excellent to see uh, from a dynasty standpoint. If you have Jordan Love, you got to be feeling pretty good about it right now. Um, but, yeah, we'll see how he we, how we measures up next week against the Chiefs. They've just been such a great defense. And then Watson, you know, <laughs> 13% started. Um, I just had kind of a feeling, like a gut feeling. I did put him in a lineup. I was pretty excited about that. But I don't know. Is You can't really treat him like he's back yet, right?
2: No, no. But, again, you know, look, you're talking dynasty. You're talking about. Looking ahead to next year, you know, we're getting to the point in the fantasy season, you know, including this week, three weeks left until the playoffs. If he can turn into something that you can maybe start this season, great. But if you can get something that you're happy about for him moving forward, have I mean, you know, rostering him moving forward, you know, that that's the encouraging part. He'll be going to his third year. Love will be better. So you'd like to see this. Is he going to be the guy that we thought he was going to become? Probably not, but he's capable of doing this a little bit more consistently. That'd be fun.
0: Yeah, I mean, you look at his next three games, Chiefs, pro- probably a sit for for Watson. Then at the Giants and then the Bucks. you might be starting him in weeks 14 and 15. And we'll take it from there after that. As far as the Lions go, I doubt there's really anything. We can move on to our next game, right? I mean, the Lions are the Lions. Going to start the guys we start.
2: Uh, Yeah, I mean, look, good to see Laporta have a, you know, I don't want to say bounce-back game, but bounce-back game. <laughs> you know, a little frustrating with Jameer Gibbs, clearly. You know, to, the 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 four catches, not a lot with it, um, but got you 10 PPR points, so you, you kind of scrape by there a little bit, you know, luckily, I think. And Montgomery, you know, had the nice drive at the end of the first half, I believe it was, um, to get them into the end zone. And maybe it was the third quarter. Um, I think third start quarter. Th- yeah. Yeah. Uh third quarter. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, you got you got that from from him. Um, look, Goff overcame two miserable turnovers in the first half, first quarter. When he had the two fumbles, um, to get you twenty one fantasy points, you know, but three thirty whatever it was three twenty two and two, um, not a bad day for him. No, still, it's.
0: Still, it, I think it's unfair. If I were the commissioner, I would reduce his points. He didn't play well <laughs> enough. He, <didn't, laughs> he scored twenty two point three points or something like that. He didn't deserve it. All right, uh, Dallas forty five, Washington ten.
2: Well, just real quick, uh, AJ Dillon clearly struggled. You know that was that was frustrating, but you kind of expected it going in. And, uh, you know, Romeo Dobbs did not score, but Jaden Reed did. So, you know, I still think you feel good about at least one of those two guys.
0: Yeah. You know what? Honestly, you got you got like 11 fantasy points from A.J. Dillon. It's really not that bad. I think you'll take that. Dillon and Charbonnet more or less performed, I think, the way you guys had them ranked. So I'll give you credit for that. Uh, Dallas, 45, Washington, 10. Any major takeaways from this game?
2: I mean you love the Cowboys at home clearly. <laughs> they just bludgeon teams at home. Um major takeaways? I guess you got to feel good that Tony Pollard might be back. Right. You know, looking at what he's done the last 2 weeks, you know, this is the guy that you drafted. So that's encouraging. And then, you know, we'll see. Next week is Philly then Kansas City for them? Uh Do I have their or schedule wrong? I think I it's league. I
0: think it's uh, Seattle then Philadelphia. All oh, right,
2: right. I got confused. One of them has Philly of the Seattle San Francisco game.
0: Seattle, um, Philly, Buffalo, Miami. I think and then Detroit. And what you're going to get with Pollard finally, I think is competitive games and maybe 15 or more carries or something like that instead of the 12 we get every week at 13.
2: And, and that's here. that's a fair point cuz you see the score 45-10. It was competitive for the first three quarters. It was 2010 yeah. going into the fourth quarter. You know, so he was still getting his his work. Now he lost the receiving touchdown to Rico Dowdle, okay? You know, you're going to get some backups every time every now and then taking production away from the starter, but uh, you gotta feel good about the way that, that he ran the ball. Um Brandon Cooks, I mean, you know, favorable matchups you're yeah, gonna We did it, know, Jamie.
0: Like, <laughs> we started him over Cooper. Let's we'll see how that works out. But
2: I think you did that against me, right? In the Big Burger. Oh yeah, I
0: did, yeah. yeah. Listen, man, the Washington Commanders have the worst pass defense I've ever seen. It's they are the the easiest matchup in the world. Uh, I'm sorry, who do they get next week? Miami oh, Miami, that'll be that, that won't be bad. <laughs> that'll go well for them. <laughs> Oh uh, gosh, I I hope all of you are not playing against Tua Tyreek and probably Waddle next week cuz the, they are yeah. just going to smoke them. Um any on the road though. It whatever. Any interest in Curtis Samuel? 9 catches for 100 yards on 12 targets.
2: Uh deeper leagues and I think less interest in Jahan Dotson as we see, you know, every time the Samuel's been available recently, Dotson's been disappointing. So, you know, just understand that correlation. And McLaurin, look, I think he'll have better days, but that was a uh, A little underwhelming, too. Uh, Seattle
0: and San Francisco, 49ers 31, Seattle 13.
2: San Fran, you kind of just, you get what you get. (laughs) You know, I mean, McCaffrey's amazing. Uh, Purdy was disappointed, clearly, but, um, you know, I I think you still feel comfortable starting him in that 8 to 12 quarterback range, depending on who you have on your team, you know, so he'll be in the mix with guys like Josh Dobbs and Kyler Murray, and um, I guess you put Herbert there. Maybe maybe two of us in that group now, but CJ Stroud, you know, some of those guys. So still a low end starter. Um Debo crushes them. Yeah. This is now five games in a row where he's had big games against them. I
0: like it, so. Jamie. I think with with the 49ers, you said you get what you get. I think we'll extend it to you get what you get and you don't get upset. Yeah. That's the, what we say to the kids. And you, you yep. just have to deal with it. Some days are gonna be like you just got three, actually, you just got four amazing weeks in a row from George Kittle, so you deal with the terrible game. Purdy's won you a couple of weeks, you deal with the bad game, and he just got a little unlucky. I had three short yardage touchdown runs, basically. Um, yeah, but I also, yeah, yeah, the pick was bad. Um, but Seattle, Seattle is a, a really, really good pass defense. This was one of the stats of the games I had here, and I, admit, I started Purdy over Jordan Love in a league, so I lost 20 points there. But I, I had no problem with Purdy, but... Seattle went into this game uh, since week four. They were bad the first three weeks. Since week four, they were giving up the fourth fewest passing yards per attempt in the NFL. And only one quarterback, and this now holds true, since week four, only Sam Howell has scored more than 17 points. And he did that, in like most of that in the fourth quarter, like a furious fourth quarter in that game. So Seattle's just, they're just money against quarterbacks. They're a really tough matchup. I think we have to really respect Are
2: them. they, or are they more like Carolina.
0: I don't think so, and you know what? Honestly, I think I think we crap. I, I'm not saying that Carolina is a bad. Uh, uh, I'm not saying that Carolina is a fraud. Uh, when you look at Dak Prescott and what he's done over his last six games, five games, he has four games with more than thirty-five points, and then a dud, pretty much twenty points last week against Carolina. And it's not like he didn't throw the ball. Uh, I think Carolina might actually have a good pass defense, and they've gotten healthier in the secondary, too. But Seattle, I think, is legitimately... I mean, the way Witherspoon has played, um, their pass rush has been better than expected. I think they're good. I think they're just a good pass defense. My two cents. All right, and then uh, Charbonnet, you know, bad... (laughs) I don't know. Anything to say there?
2: The The workload was good. You know, he was the passing downs guy. That was the concern we had, so... You know, it wasn't DJ Dallas. It wasn't McIntosh. It was still him. And again, you got kind of saved with the catches at the end. So hopefully that's something that will continue. Um, look, Pete Carroll was very defensive of Geno. I said very. he's defensive of Geno Smith. He said, you know, they got to we got to run it better. They got to catch the ball better. DK Metcalf had a bad drop um, for sure. Uh, and I think it's kind of similar to what you what we said about San Francisco. It's hard to say that there's anything consistent with this receiving core for Seattle. I mean, you know, Metcalf has typically gotten targets. He got targets again last night, but struggled. Um, Lockett, I don't want to trust really anymore. He's gotten some, you know, boom games, but a lot of bust games as well. And JSN, I mean, you see the potential, but they just don't give him enough opportunities. I mean, that catch was insane. Um, oh, that was awesome! Yeah. You know, turned around and then still got it one handed. But yeah, it's um, it's uh, it's tough with their schedule coming up. I would not be surprised just based on what we saw yesterday if Seattle falls out of the playoffs and Green Bay makes it in.
0: Yeah, I know. Um, Yeah, you know, um, our producer Zach Brook brought up that the the, uh, Seahawks did bench Tariq Woolen yesterday. I thought after the game that that Pete Carroll said it was a shoulder. They reported during the game that it was not an injury, that it was just a benching. But uh, I don't know if anyone cares about this, but this was a guy who was like a great... Cornerback, emerging cornerback, I guess, struggling yesterday. Yeah, and Charvarius Ward really did a great job on DK Metcalf. Metcalf had a lot of opportunities. I actually think I'm sort of encouraged by it with Metcalf because uh, he does struggle against tough corners. It's been that way his whole career, but he is starting to really get a ton of targets. Uh, it's not. It's actually not anything new. Uh, so, you know, I think people are going to start him. But yeah, Lockett, that's that's yeah, it's not happening for most weeks. All right, here's a gift for Jamie. It's Black Friday, Jamie. This is on sale. I'll give you a gift right now. Okay. Later today, we're going to do our mailbag about three hours from now. Uh, you're going to basically try to kick Dan Schneier out of our Bake Burger Dynasty League because I have okay. to consistently uh, mess with his lineups to make them legal because you're not allowed to start inactive players, and he's tanking. He's got one win. Um, he is going to defend himself, he's, as you know he does, and let's not share this conversation with him. Uh, he, you know how he is. He's going to get very defensive. He's going to defend himself. He's going to say, he does everything right. He's, he's, he, he, this player was aggravated. He started Luke Musgrave last night. Oh. So, yeah, that's a little gift for you. So don't bring that up immediately. Bring it bring up that you want to kick him out.
2: He's going to bring it up. You know how he is. He's not even
0: going to know that he started Luke Musgrave. I no, can't. no, no.
2: He's going to bring up that we were crapping on him because...
0: It's it's uh, going to be the first thing that out. that I bring up. So one of us is going to bring it up. So... Let him defend himself, and then say, "Dan, who'd you start at tight end yesterday?" Okay. So that's your gift. All right, <laughs> all right. N- n- news and notes.
2: Uh, Thank you very much. I will not be returning that one.
0: The, the um, yeah, I don't have a receipt, so
2: it uh, sound like you have a lot of receipts. I like it. <laughs>
0: yeah, maybe. Uh, apparently, Aaron Rodgers is is planning to play regardless of the Jets' record. I think that was a Jay Glazer report. So we'll see. You know, it had always been if they're in contention, he'll come back. And uh, I guess I guess not.
2: What's what's your take on that? Because you're always Mister. If they want to play, let them play.
0: If he can't do any more damage to it, then yeah, let him play. But if he also can,
2: a caveat now for your stance.
0: No, it's this never that's never been part of my stance. My my stance is always they're football players. If they're healthy, they're most of them are going to want to play. And I I just think if you're not risking his health, then sure, let him play. But I did sort of get the sense that there was a little bit of risk bringing him back so
2: early. I mean, there's just there's no reward to it. Again, yeah, I mean if there, wants, there If is, he wants to be if he wants to be the best Aaron Rodgers for next season to help them maybe make a run, like why would you risk maybe something bad happening to you again in a meaningless game?
0: You mean something related to the Achilles or just anything? Anything, yeah. Again, his mobility is players. going to be
2: compromised. The offensive line's a joke.
0: I think there's some benefit to him getting out there and playing a game with the Jets. What? Or a few games. You know, just establishing rapport or bringing some momentum into the offseason. I think there's some benefit to it. It's like a bowl game, you know? Yeah, hey. <laughs> It doesn't really count, but there's uh, some benefit to it. Uh, Derek Carr practice. He's clear the concussion protocol. Derek Carr is going to play against Atlanta. Devon Achan is not expected to play today. Damian Pierce is practicing in full, so it looks like he'll play. Kyron Williams will play, and last time he faced Arizona, he ran for something like 150 yards and a half in the second half of that game. He was the first Rams running back to do whatever he did since Marshall Falk. <laughs> I don't remember the exact amount of yards. something,
2: and it was the first something that he did something.
0: <laughs> Michael Wilson practice. Cooper Cup was limited. Justin Jefferson, you ranking him yet? No. Yeah, he's questionable. It really sucks that that's Monday night.
2: Yeah, you know, I, I think if you really want to play it out as a Jefferson fantasy manager, KJ Osborne was probably dropped. I don't know what his roster percentage is right now, but it was probably dropped in a lot of leagues. It's a decent handcuff, just in case. Maybe Brandon Powell, same thing. Um, you know, just if, you, if you're desperate for Justin Jefferson to go and we get some game-time decision news or hold whole try-it-out pregame news, you know, one of those type of things.
0: Uh, Odell Beckham practiced, but Zay Flowers did not. That's one to keep an eye on. Darius?
2: Yeah, that uh, might be the biggest injury that we're keeping in track of, to be Zay honest. Zay
0: Flowers? Yeah. I, I don't remember, you know, going through my leagues, but there was a league where I started someone over Odell Beckham. I have him in my lineup. I don't think it was a Thursday guy. And I'm thinking, man, I actually really want to start Beckham this week against the Chargers. If Flowers is out, that might be the difference maker.
2: You may, and and again, deeper leagues. Um, obviously, Rashad Bateman, but Nelson Aguilar too. You know, yeah. those two guys are going to be involved for sure. And then, look, maybe this is what Isaiah likely needs to uh, exactly. to get your you know his production going. And and we'll see. So a lot of things at play here with uh, with the Ravens.
0: Uh, Marquise Brown, mispractice. That's another one we got to keep an eye on here. Jalen Guyton. Well, stop
2: everything because you said Michael Wilson and now Marquise Brown. Greg Dortch is available in a billion leagues, and he's coming off a six-catch game without Michael Wilson. First time that we saw that with Kyler Murray. So, again, deeper leagues. This is a guy that might be very serviceable for you.
0: You think I probably should have mentioned Marquise Brown and Michael Wilson back-to-back. That was a mistake on on my part.
2: Uh, Noah well, Brown. I'm glad you brought it up because I, uh, I was thinking of Dortch.
0: Okay. Uh, Noah Brown's still missing practice. And uh, Josh Downs looks like he'll play. And Gerald Everett. Actually, I, I, I don't even know what happened yesterday because a lot of teams didn't practice. But we expect Gerald Everett. a Good chance to play. I guess I'll just say. I, I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> um, here's a big defensive injury. Philadelphia defensive tackle Milton Williams. He is in the concussion protocol. He left last week's game, and I I think Pacheco was having a lot of success even with Williams playing, but he left last week's game, and Pacheco had a really nice game as a rusher against the Eagles. James Cook is obviously facing them this week. How about this? The Eagles allow 3.2 yards per carry to running backs with Milton Williams on the field and 4.5 without him on the field. So if he does not play in this game and he has a concussion on Monday, you know, he suffered it on Monday, I don't think he's going to play. That's just, you know, logically. If he doesn't play, that's a boost, I think, to James Cook. Jacksonville cornerback Tyson Campbell. still waiting to see if he will practice. That's all I got for you. Let's go on. One, oh, wait, you know what? You know what we got to do before one question for each game? Something I should have done during my meal last night is take a break. I just kept
2: eating and eating and eating. But now we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. I ate so much. I feel so fat. <laughs>
1: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
3: Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's Lifetime Membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today.
0: Okay, Jamie, sum up how stuffed you feel. If you want to tell in one or two sentences how much you ate, Go
2: for I it. sent a text message to a group check group chat yesterday where I did I did this diet in August and I lost about 15 pounds um, and over the course of like a, a month or so I lost like six pounds right away and slowly been gaining it back because I'm fat um, <laughs> and so I said to this group text I said and this was like at 1045 I was eating fruit still I said nice. I'm still eating <laughs> harpoon me <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's good. I, I, I ate a lot of things that I don't even like. I had two pieces of pie last night because that was the only <laughs> dessert. I had three turkey sandwiches on the Hawaiian dinner rolls. Oh, nice. I don't even like turkey that much, and I just kept eating.
2: The Hawaiian rolls are so underrated.
0: Such, oh, they're such great. great Unfortunately, I got the uh, like generic brand instead of the King's Hawaiian rolls because oh, they, they didn't yeah. have them, but they're still good.
2: Yeah. I had, so I was at the office yesterday and, you know, they're, they're kind enough to do Thanksgiving for the people that work, like they bring in food. And so I'm like, I'm hungry now. I'll have that. (laughs) Two Thanksgivings. I had had like two, two, two Thanksgivings.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm going to have another one this afternoon. Oh yeah. Afternoon after that. I, I think at least through Sunday, I'll be eating leftovers. All right, one question for each game. Buffalo at Philadelphia. I gave you a lot of reasons to start James Cook earlier, but you are not ranking it that way. Start or sit James Cook.
2: No, I'm not. Um, And I I hope I'm wrong. You know, he's looked good the last two games, and and really the last game against the Jets was the the more surprising one, given the fact that they added a third guy to the mix in Ty Johnson. You know, we've been kind of waiting on Leonard Fournette to see what was going to happen there, and Johnson got more involved. And so if there are now three guys legitimately sharing, and it did feel like uh, Latavius Murray kind of went behind Ty Johnson and, and James Cook a little bit. Um, but I still think they're going to give him opportunities as well. Against this defense, Williams or not, I can't trust it. So I hope he makes plays in the passing game. That I think will save him. But I just don't want to say he's all of a sudden a must-start running back.
0: Okay, I'll just give you just one more thing about the Eagles here. Um, if I can just hold on. Uh, Oh, yeah, here we go. So I gave you the Milton Williams thing, but also the last four running backs to face the Eagles. Most averaged average five yards per carry. Brian Robinson, 5.9. Tony Pollard, 4.3. Isaiah Pacheco, 4.7. So I think maybe we're starting to see some cracks. And they also, they lost N'Kobe Dean. They lost N'Kobe Dean for a few games earlier this year, and they were great. But that's a linebacker. I don't know. Yeah, it's something to keep an eye on. Look, I get it, because also teams don't really run that much on the Eagles. Three of those four running backs that I just mentioned had twelve or fewer carries. Pacheco had like
2: nineteen. Well, that's the thing. It's like if Philly doesn't fall behind, like they did against the Chiefs. True. Does Buffalo stick with the run? Like you know, they're they're trailing. You know, Joe Brady's history suggests throwing the ball a lot. You know, so if they're behind against that defense. I can't see it, you know, so they're going to have to, I think, you know, play well defensively, keep the Eagles off the scoreboard, maybe have a seven to 10 point lead. And then maybe we see a little bit more of the run.
0: Okay. Tampa Bay's at Indianapolis. Oh, by the way, wait till I tell you what Joe Brady said, the new coordinator for the bills, Joe Brady said about Gabe Davis. It did not. He did not use a magic eight ball. Uh, Tampa Bay at Indianapolis. Would you start Rashad white over these studs? Brees Hall against the Dolphins, Bijan Robinson against the Saints, Travis Etienne against the Texans. Would you start Rashad White over them?
2: I would, and you know, in in a few of those cases, he's been better than those guys over the last month. Anyway, you know, so great matchup, playing well. You know, it it's 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 nice to see when a player kind of flips the script on a season we were ready to write off Rashad White early in the year. Like, there's no way this is happening. He's not involved in the passing game. This run game stinks. And all of a sudden, slowly but surely, you know, you saw the passing game work, start to improve. You saw, you know, a couple games where he ran the ball a little bit better. He's still not a good, this is not still, this is still a bad run offense. But great matchup this week, plus what he does in the passing game. I think he's a slam dunk top 10 guy.
0: Yeah. I remember his first five games were against five ridiculously good run defenses as well. But it has been the passing game stuff that has uh, taken his, Rashad White's game to a new level. Chicago at Minnesota. When you look at this game, you think about it. Uh, you know, the first instinct maybe a month or two ago would have been, oh, wow, these are two bad defenses. But there's within this game, is a lot of bad matchups, actually. Are these defenses sneaky bad matchups? And is this a game we should maybe try to avoid? Chicago-Minnesota.
2: I don't know if you're avoiding it because there's st- a lot of intriguing parts to these two teams. Like the two quarterbacks, I think it's hard to get away from them with what they've done respectively. You know, the, the Minnesota game is the one where Fields got hurt. Take that game out. Azerstadt, this one, the last three games for Justin Fields, he's averaging over 33 fantasy points per game. And obviously you've seen what Dobbs has done where last week was a down game for him. And down game is 19 points at this point. Like that's a pretty good place to be. Yeah. So I think just based on how they should operate and hopefully perform – I'm starting both those guys. Now, I'm not considering them top five candidates, but they're still top 12, and I would start them personally over Tua and Justin Herbert because I think there's more upside with those guys versus the matchups that Tua and Herbert have. The running backs, I think, are easy to get away from because there's two guys, potentially three for Chicago, in the backfield. Like, Can they both or one of them stand out above the others? I don't feel confident enough to say that, so their flex is at best for me. And then I think you see there's... There's certainly a tight end for Minnesota you're not getting away from. There's certainly a, a wide receiver for Chicago you're not getting away from. So, yes, the matchups are not as enticing as the defenses might lend itself to believe, but they're still a start worth.
0: And Deontay Foreman did not practice. That's one of the bigger injuries to keep an eye on because Khalil Herbert's been pretty good without him, but it's a it's a very, very tough matchup.
2: Small sample Minnesota. size, too, of him good without Foreman.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. It really was like the last two games before his injury, yep. Khalil Herbert was And one through. of those he was injured in. And he got what? He got 16 carries last week with Foreman getting hurt. So, all right, we'll talk more about that. I don't
2: don't disagree with what you're saying. I'm just saying it's not the biggest. Like He's got seven games of this without you know, Foreman. It was really just the last two before the ankle injury.
0: You're right. Uh, Rams and Cardinals. Does Kyron Williams get 17 or more carries like a running back has had in every single game against Arizona so far?
2: I think it will be interesting to see if they elevate... Daryl Henderson back to the active roster. <laughs> yeah, They can't get if away from him. If they do, but they have one more, t- I believe they have one more time to do that. If they do, then I think that's probably an indication that Kyron is not ready for a full workload. Now they could still keep Henderson on the practice squad and Freeman gets those touches. But if they keep Henderson on the practice squad, I think that's a great sign that Kyron Williams is good to go. So I'll say yes.
0: Okay. And if he gets that, then... Any, you know, you get that against Arizona, you're scoring a touchdown or, or 100 yards. Running backs had 100 yards or a touchdown in all but one game against Arizona.
2: I'm still uh, very mad in like I go through my lineups and I have 25 leagues. I go through my lineups and it's on a spreadsheet, and I'll put an X when I when I feel comfortable with the lineup. You know, and there are a couple times like I'll make a little note like go back and check this, whatever. The only one that I have not marked off yet is the guillotine one because I have so many different options and I'm like, okay, I, I, I'm one for two laporta was easy he had a great game but i sat pollard for gibbs mm. i'm like okay there's one mistake <laughs> you know, mm-hmm.
0: so <laughs> like I, think some, I told you observer. to do that so uh, i know we were on the same page there yeah
2: uh, no i didn't yeah. i didn't hate the call but it's like okay now because i'm gonna bring it up because kyron's one of those players and the matchup is so good like if he was playing 100 nope no right, exactly no exactly
0: um all right, well i asked you all uh, right sorry so I asked you earlier, would you start Rashad White over Brees Hall, Bijan Robinson, and ETN? And you said yes. Would you start Kyron Williams over Brees Hall, Brees Hall, B. John Robinson, no, Travis ETN? No, okay.
2: just because of the uncertainty.
0: Um, New Orleans is at Atlanta. Starter at Drake London with Marshawn Lattimore out.
2: Uh, third, three receiver leagues. Um, you know, I, I think, first off, you know, still a good defense. Second of all, he hasn't played consistently recently, and you got Desmond Ritter back, you know, so... I don't want to throw Drake London back into a two receiver league lineup yet by any stretch.
0: New England at the Giants. Is Ramondre Stevenson a must start running back?
2: Yes. Um, I think you've seen enough of the Giants defense lately that running backs have had success on them, certainly a little bit better in the passing game than, you know, and you've noted this quite a bit. It it feels like every time you bring it up, the number gets, gets, they exceed that number the next day, next game. Um, But, Uh, We're we're seeing a little bit more. Brian Robinson, clearly the best example last week. So with what Stevenson does, uh, I still want to see who the quarterback is for New England as well. Um, But I I think he's a a safe number two running back.
0: Okay. And uh, let's beat the waiver wire real quick because we have a tough week next week. You really need to plan ahead. Uh, Buffalo, Chicago, Baltimore, Las Vegas, Minnesota, and the Giants They're all on a bye. Six teams on a bye. And the best I can do at quarterback for you is Gardner Minshew at Tennessee. I think that's the one. And there is a chance, just based on the talent around him, that Jake Browning, if you're in a deeper league, could be okay. He's at Jacksonville. I think that's a Monday night game. Uh, So Minshew is really the, the quarterback I would go get. The Chargers are at New England if you want a DST. The Rams have the Browns. The Bucks get the Panthers. Uh, Jeff Wilson is 25% rostered. Not a bad idea to pick him up. Hopefully you hear this before the game today. Uh, I, so like Darren Waller and Dallas Goddard are available in a decent amount of leagues. You could pick them up. I think Isaiah likely makes sense. Uh, John o. Smith, if you need a tight end. I do not have a great beat the waiver wireless for you, quite honestly. But
2: Well, I, again, I'll go back to Greg Dortch. They're on a buy in week 14, right? Um, so he's yes, playing next week. yes. Uh, just keep an eye on that situation. Um, trying to think of any other ones that stand out. There's not a lot of running back. I mean, we had a bad running back week oh, this week. Oh, A.T. Perry. Oh, uh, That's a good call. A.T. Perry, um, for sure. Um,
0: I'm so – yeah, no, not really. But
2: I was going to say Darius – Well, Perry. I mean, look, the, the, the guys in Baltimore not named Odell Beckham and Zay Flowers. I mean, Bateman and – oh, no, they're on a bye. Never mind.
0: Oh, yeah, and Slayton's on a bye, too. Never mind. Okay. Uh, let's go to the games. Here we go. Buffalo at Philadelphia. Quote of the... I gave you the stat of the game. Well, the stat of the game was everything I said about why this might be okay for James Cook, um, but we're not quite buying it. Uh, quote of the game. Buffalo offensive coordinator Joe Brady. It's not a quote. I'll just paraphrase it. Gabe Davis had no catches, and he said that he was the player of the game in his mind because of what he did in the run game and what he did in the pass game to get guys open. Do we get fantasy points for that, Jamie? No. All right. Disappointing. Uh, He is now... Davis has scored 3.1 or fewer PPR fantasy points in four of his last six games. Yikes. I don't want to overcomplicate this game. Start the quarterbacks. Uh, Still three defensive backs for the Bills listed as not practicing on Thursday. So, yikes. Um, Start Swift. And, I mean, this game is so simple, right? Except I feel like James Cook and maybe... Shakir and Gabe Davis. I don't know. Is there any fringe starter that you like in this game, or just start the guys that we start?
2: No, those those are the two. You know, and I think look, there, this is a tailor made game for Gabe Davis if he were to be, yeah. you know, trusted. But how can you trust it? You know, so it was funny because initially when I did the drop list for the waiver wire, I had him on the drop list. And I'm like, man, I, I'm gonna look silly when I say drop Gabe Davis, and he goes nuts against Philadelphia. But it's just hard to um, to expect that. So yeah, I would say. Shakir's is a good stash candidate for the stretch run because they're on a bye next week, so just to see what happens there, um, and then obviously you know you have the 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 setup of of maybe you know the running backs here, but um, yeah, no, I, I I think Cook fringe starter, Davis and Shakir fringe options at best, but you're starting everybody else. I mean, Kincaid should be heavily involved again, and uh, you know maybe you want to keep an eye on just what happens with the Philadelphia tight end situation. But after the game against the Chiefs, it's pretty clear that they're not going to trust that.
0: And what do you think about Devontae Smith?
2: Devontae Smith is a must-start guy to me. I mean, you know, yeah, six I, for 99 last week. I know it was a lot of Sneed taking away Brown, but you mentioned it. You know, this is a, a beat-up second. Even if they were healthy, these guys aren't their, their key guys, you know, for the most part over the course of the season. They're they're, they're, they're banged up. You know, some of their key guys are banged up. But um, they've been dealing with replacements a big portion of the season. You know, Tredavis White not being there. You know, Milano's a big part of their passing deep pass defense as well you know so i think smith goes nuts
0: okay yeah i mean i i hope those guys play because buffalo has been pretty damn good against receivers and quarterbacks and here are some here are some wide receivers who have not scored 13 ppr fantasy points against the bills terry mclaurin tyreek hill jalen waddle mike evans jamar chase and garrett wilson (laughs) none of them scored 13 points but Look, let's not overcomplicate it. Start those guys. If you missed the James Cook discussion, it was in the one question for each game. We talked about him quite a bit. I'll give you a few more James Cooks here. James Cook or Demario Douglas at the Giants?
2: Uh, I want to say Douglas.
0: <laughs> don't quite. I don't think I could go there, but I get it. Uh, James Cook or Cortland Sutton, who I see you have moved down in the rankings against Cleveland. James
2: Cook or Sutton? Yeah, I'd probably go sudden.
0: Okay. All right. You really don't want to start James Cook. Um, Dalton Kate's top five. All right. Next game here is Tampa Bay at Indianapolis. That is like the quickest preview I've ever done for the for the first game that we've talked about. Tampa Bay at Indianapolis would not be quite as quick. A lot of layers here. Baker Mayfield or Gardner Minshew if you needed a quarterback this week.
2: The matchup suggests Minshew, but I have Baker higher just because he's been more consistent. You know, so they're back to back for me. Um, and, And honestly, like this might cost me a win next week because I had to make a decision as a Justin Fields manager for I was just planning ahead for week 13 and I picked up Baker over Minshew. And the guy who picked up Minshew, I'm playing next week. He ah. was the Joe Burrow manager. Mm. So it may come back to haunt me because Baker gets the Panthers, which is a tougher matchup. But in any event, I just think you trust a better player, um, better fantasy player at this point. And Baker's certainly been more consistent. Last week was his first game in his last four under 20 fantasy points. It may be an under 23. I don't remember exactly what the threshold was, but certainly under 20. And... It's not like this Colts defense. I know they're tenth in terms of fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks. Not exactly the scariest of of opponents. If Mike Evans is doing his thing, and then we see some other production from other guys, hopefully Godwin and and Rashad White and even K. Dotton in the passing game. So, um, both great two QB super flex options. Both good streamers. If you lost Joe Burrow, and I think it's going to be. I honestly think it's going to be one of the more fun games that we see. It could be a, a high scoring affair.
0: Could be. Hope so. So Mike Evans is an easy Rashad White. We already talked about Rashad White. He's uh, t- top six or something like that for Jamie. He's don't even don't even sweat it. Mike Evans is top fourteen for everyone in both formats. So don't even sweat it. Start him. Chris Godwin and Cade Otten. So Otten, I know he's not listed as a starter, but if you're desperate for a tight end, you could do worse. He scored eight point seven or more PPR fantasy points in four of his last five games. Otten has six red zone targets in his last three games. Would you start Otten or Likely?
2: It's like, I would start Otten, but I'd rather roster Likely.
0: Okay, you know what I mean. If, if it was like a second like tight if, end,
2: yeah, it's not it, and and if Flowers out, I'll go Likely.
0: Would you start Otten or? Oh, I had a good one. Uh, oh, Janu.
2: I would start Otten. Look, Otten is in the discussion with the both those guys, both Falcons guys.
0: Chris Godwin or James Cook?
2: Godwin. If I'm going Douglas, I'm going Godwin.
0: Right. Godwin's like a slightly better version of of Demario Douglas. Yeah. He he keeps getting end zone targets, and he keeps not catching them. Most of them are very off target. Eight end zone targets, one touchdown. Uh, But now single-digit PPR fantasy points in three straight games. So he is slumping uh, Chris Godwin. Um, Okay, let's talk about Jonathan Taylor, I, I oh, I didn't mention Levante. David is not going to play. but Taylor, obviously, he's you know, gets a lot of work. scores seems like a must start, but the Bucks run defense has been freaking great. And Jonathan Taylor actually is not running well this year. Three point eight yards per carry. Pretty much all of his advanced metrics that I see are career lows. His explosive run rate is five point nine percent. That's just not good. He's had one good game, basically. It was against New Orleans. But for the most part, it's workload and it's catches that save him some weeks. And the Bucks have been lethal against running backs. Without Levante David, though, does that you know? Are you concerned at all about Jonathan Taylor?
2: You know, you you brought up a few guys that if you have better options, you can you can get away from them. You know, so Brees Hall against the Dolphins not easy. He's not running well lately. Jonathan Taylor against the the Bucks, um, Travis Etienne against the Texans. You know, look. It, you got to be in such great shape in your fantasy league to bench these guys. So, so you
0: wouldn't bench him for Kyron Williams, let's say.
2: Again, I'll go back to it, you know, and I have that decision to make myself. If Kyron had been playing all along, yeah, yes, I would. But, you know, I just don't have those, those strong – I don't have strong enough feelings about Kyron in his first game back to say, I'm sitting Jonathan Taylor or I'm sitting Travis Etienne or I'm sitting Brees Hall. Like, you know they're going to get work. You've seen it for Hall, for example, you saw over Taylor, you know, I mean, over their careers, you know, they're, they have that ability to take one crease, one missed tackle. And it's a 50 yard touchdown, you know, so I'm not, I'm not sitting that.
0: Okay. And I guess I don't know for sure that Levante David's not playing, but that was the impression I was under trying to find a confirmation of that. I think I don't think he's going to play. It could be a pretty big deal. Michael Pittman is a must start. Josh Downs or Chris Godwin? Who do you like? Oh, who? just for fun, Pittman or Evans, and then Downs or Godwin?
2: Pittman in PPR, Evans in every other format, uh, and I would go with Downs over Godwin.
0: Okay, let's go, Josh Downs. This could be fun. We know it's, it's a great matchup, and Josh Downs, Excluding the last two games he played, where he played twenty-five percent or fewer of the snaps in both games, he had scored thirteen or thirteen point one or more PPR fantasy points in all four of his healthy games with Gardner Minshew. He had eight or more targets in three of those four games. The Bucks allow the fourth most fantasy points to wide receivers. You'd start Josh Downs over Drake London. Yes. Okay. Start Josh Downs. Sit the Colts tight ends.
2: I think that Josh much Downs it. is up.
0: I guess maybe a little bit more Minshew Mayfield stuff. Would you start Derek Carr or Minshew Mayfield? I
2: have Carr behind those guys.
0: Would you start Trevor Lawrence or Minshew Mayfield?
2: That's the sandwich. It's uh, Minshew. It's Mayfield. It's a Mayfield Minshew sandwich surrounded by Lawrence on top and Carr on the bottom. Well, actually, Love was on the bottom, but Carr behind him. Okay.
0: Okay. And sit the DSTs in this game. Chicago's at Minnesota. Stat of the game. Rashad White, 6.9 PPR fantasy points against Minnesota. Deontay Foreman, 7.7. Aaron Jones, 8.6. Bijan Robinson, 7.9. Javante Williams, 7.3. Those names again are Mr. Plow. And Rashad White, Deontay Foreman, Aaron Jones, Bijan Robinson, Javante Williams, none of them scored nine points against the Minnesota Vikings. So even with an opportunity for Khalil Herbert here, that's why he's I don't even know if he's a top thirty running back for our guys no, this
2: week. No. So James Cook, you know, the guy you keep asking, I'd start him over I think almost everybody in this game, too.
0: Right. And then and then there's Madison and Chandler. Madison, so Chandler had all the catches last week, but Madison still is the passing downs guy. And that's the Bears vulnerability. They give up a I think the most receiving yards to running backs if not the most it's right up there. But Madison he never gets targeted. So and and they have a great run defense the the bears it's it's weird. That's what I'm talking about with this game. It's on paper you'd think oh they stink. They give up 3.37 yards per carry to running backs, but the most receiving yards per game to running backs. I don't know what that means for Madison. Um it probably means he's not going to run the ball very well. <laughs> and he hasn't scored a rushing touchdown all year. So anyway, Herbert or Madison? I know you don't like Herbert. Do you like him better than Madison?
2: If Foreman is out, I would take Herbert. If Foreman is in, I would take Madison.
0: But Cook over Madison. Um Yep. Najee over Madison? Yep. And certainly Warren over Madison. Okay. Um Gus Edwards. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously.
2: He's, I like Gus this week. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Oh, someone, Jay Grizz, wants me to play the Game of the Week song for this. No, dude. That's Texans-Jaguars. We did that on Tuesday, Jay Grizz. Come on. I can't do it again. That'd be sacrilege. I can't do it without Dave here. Okay. I'm into, I don't know how you feel about this. DJ Moore is a guy that I am 100% starting. I will treat like a must start. I'm a little nervous about it, though. <laughs> I don't know how you feel about it.
2: I mean, don't you feel like that though? Almost every week with DJ Moore in his career, <laughs> like not you know? not if he's facing a bad pass defense. Like yeah, no, I'm last joking. Week. But look, he he again. I'll give the same the not not the same stat, but the same three games. The three games that he's played healthy with Justin Fields over the last four, um, he's been awesome. You yeah, know? Who were so, they
0: against? Remember,
2: they were against uh, who they played last week: Detroit, mm-hmm. Washington, and Denver.
0: Exactly, and that's when Denver was terrible. So that's the thing about Justin Fields is that he, you know the, he's had he had a huge game against Washington, huge game against Denver when Denver was a layup, good game against Detroit.
2: Oh, great game against Detroit.
0: Where did he score against Detroit?
2: Twenty three points. But he only, but he ran but he only 100 threw yards. for like hundred yeah, but he ran for hundred yards. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But in terms of a pa- passing for DJ Moore's purposes, now, the bottom line is DJ Moore has scored thirteen point one or more PPR fantasy points in five of six games with Justin Fields. With, without Fields leaving with an injury. He's got three games in there with 22.6 or more. You can't bench him. But let's see what happens here because Minnesota, they give up touchdowns, but they've really done a nice job with yards. Their last eight games, only only three receivers have more than 66 yards against Minnesota. Um, Cole Komet, starter sit.
2: Um, go in, starter. You know, not a slam dunk, but, you know, again, if he's been your tight end. For this entire stretch of games, you know, with <laughs> fields without fields, I don't know if I'm running to the waiver wire to sit him for someone, you know. So I don't think I'm sitting. I'm I'm not sitting him for likely. I'm not sitting him for Janu. I'm not sitting him for Otten, But if somebody dropped Taysom Hill, for example, I'd probably gamble on that.
0: You have Njoku ahead of him.
2: I do. Yeah, significantly.
0: Okay. Evan slumping. Evan Ingram or Cole Komet.
2: I love Ingram this week. So yeah, Ingram. Okay. All right, so um, how
0: do you feel about the quarterback? You, you talked about it a little bit earlier, but how optimistic are you about Dobbs and Fields?
2: I'm certainly not as optimistic. I know for 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 Sportsline, the the site that powers our projections, um, I believe Dobbs was top three, so I'm not that confident in Dobbs. But I still think you look at it as they have a built-in floor that's hard to get away from. Their their legs matter here. You know what they do with their rushing production. You know so. I think it was 26 yards rushing for 22 yards rushing for Dobbs last week. It snapped a streak of like 40 or more yards of three or four games in a row, but he scored a rushing touchdown again for the fourth fourth or fifth game in a row. Yes. Um, so, you know, he's he's giving you that. Not that you want to say that's, you know, pencil it in, but uh, you pencil that in. And then Fields, you saw last week, you know, 100 yards rushing. So bump that down to maybe 40 or 50. Okay, <laughs> I'll take that. Um, so yeah, so they're they're low end starters again, not not quarterbacks I was running to the waiver wire to replace, but just not expecting the uh the high ceiling that we've been getting from them when they've been at their best.
0: You have them 8th and ninth. you have them Dobbs 8, Fields 9. And it's funny, all the guys I was going to ask you that I would ask you, "Hey, Dobbs, Fields or this guy?" They pretty much all played yesterday.
2: <laughs> right, right, Purdy.
0: Purdy and, and Love and Goff. Um you do have them ahead of Kyler Murray, uh, Justin Herbert and Tua Tungabailoa. So I hate
2: the matchup for Herbert against the Ravens, and I hate the matchup for Tua against the Dolphins in the cold weather. We ran a graphic on CBS Sports HQ. We'll probably run it again today. Um, Tua, is, I think, is in his career, is 0-5 in sub-50 degree weather, and I guess it's pretty cold by you.
0: So it's not... It is going to be sub-50, but it's not that bad. It's 47 degrees right now. No, it's, it's going to be... I think it's going to be about 49 or so <laughs> for that Ooh. game. I don't think the weather will be that much of a factor, but I think the Jets will be a factor. Uh, so... Yeah, as long as it shouldn't it's, be windy. He's
2: becoming our new Derek Carr.
0: We have we have good weather right now um, You know, for this time of year. Let's see. Uh, did I miss anything in this game? We don't want to start the running backs. Oh, Jordan Addison. That's right. <laughs> oh, wait a second. Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison. Did I miss anything in this game? Let's talk about the Minnesota wide receivers here and how to approach them against Chicago.
2: Jefferson plays. There's no way I'm sending him, but you have to be in the spot to wait it out on Monday night unless we get news Saturday night or Sunday morning. And Addison... If there is no Jefferson, is a top thirty ish receiver, you know, so I have him ranked similarly to Josh Downs, for example. I would start him over Downs, but ahead of Godwin, ahead of um try to think of some guys that we've discussed. Behind like Jalen Waddle behind uh Devontae Adams, well, who I don't is, really love.
0: This is Addison with or without Jefferson.
2: This is Addison without Jefferson. Without if Jefferson. Jefferson plays, Addison is uh barely a top 36 receiver just because I don't think Dobbs with what he does with his tight ends. And we saw it now with two tight ends last week with Josh Oliver. Like he just loves that area of the field and those particular throws.
0: Okay. So, so if, okay. And if, if he does not play, he'll crack your top 30. Addison. He's
2: right on. He's right in the cusp. So a, a starter in three receiver leagues, not a starter in two receiver leagues.
0: Okay. Only two receivers all year have had 70 or more yards against the Bears. Pretty surprising. They are Mike Evans and Amonra St. Brown, who had 77 yards, which is pretty low for Amonra St. Brown. Um, and one of the reasons is why are, why are the Bears okay against wide receivers? Well, as I mentioned, they give up the most receiving yards to running backs, and they stink against tight ends. So Hawkinson, there's really no difficult decision with Hawkinson unless you have McBride and Kincaid. Who do you like, McBride, Kincaid, or Hawkinson?
2: I'm not benching Hawkinson for those guys. Okay. As great as they are. What not. if
0: Jefferson plays?
2: What if we Still know not. on Sunday? Still not.
0: Okay. All right, let's take a break. Rams and Cardinals. When we get back, and everybody, just just wait. We'll get to Patriots Giants. I know, I know. I like to, I I like to make you wait. We'll get it's there. It's the
2: lame of the week. <laughs> it
1: sure is. Oh, Giants are gonna win. All right, we'll be right back on Fantasy Football today. and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.
0: And we're back. Rams are at the Cardinals. Okay, just so y'all know, and you can tell all your friends, because I'll tell you three times an episode, a running back has 100 yards or a touchdown in all but one game against the Cardinals. That's why Kyron Williams is so exciting. Um, here's another Kyron williams e stat, but also it's like bad for Stafford and Cup and Nakua. In weeks 1 through 6, the Rams had the 6th highest pass rate in the NFL. In weeks 7 through 11, they're 23rd in pass rate. What the hell? Sean McVay, have you forgotten your roots? Throw the freaking football.
2: Stafford has... Well, one of those was a game without Stafford.
0: Yeah, but still, I mean, Stafford hasn't had more than 31 pass attempts in 4 or 5 straight games.
2: Well, one of those he banged up his thumb, and the other one he came back from a thumb injury. So, like, what was the game plan, especially when they were in it and winning?
0: 23rd and pass rate over the last five weeks. So, uh, all right, fine. They need to throw the ball more, which I don't know if that's going to happen against Arizona. Cause what you, what do you do against Arizona? You run the ball 20 times with your running back. Yep. Um, I'm not saying to start Stafford, but does it matter for cup who I were assuming is going to play since he got into practice yesterday? Does it matter for cup and Puka?
2: I mean, obviously it matters. I, I, we haven't seen these guys consistently perform well together. And so, you know, I, I know for me as a, a, a Puka manager in several leagues I want Cup to sit. Like <laughs> you know, I just want I want all the targets funneling through him. But um if he's if if Cup is in then it's it's harder to trust. I would prefer still Puka over Cup because of the injury. You know, I just don't know how healthy he'll be. And so we'll we'll see. Um you know, we'll see what happens. You know, the Rams have proven to be a little bit cautious with Cup understandably so. Um yeah, I, it's 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 honestly a t- little tough situation to, to figure out. It's really been tough when they've been healthy because you know you, we haven't had optimal Stafford, optimal Cup, optimal Puka, and and Kyron together right for very many games.
0: Right. Yeah. For right. I think one game. Uh, no, two, two. But yeah, I think uh, I, I think we might be past the point where we just go, oh yeah, you start Cup and Puka, no question, if they're both playing. Oh, just, there's questions. Yeah, there's there's questions. Right. So Evans and uh Pittman ahead of them? Uh huh. If they're both playing, yes. If they're both playing, right. If they're if Cup is out, Puka would be would he be top twelve for you?
2: Puka's ahead of Pittman and Evans.
0: In that scenario. Okay.
2: Yep. So how about we'll go
0: a little bit further down at wide receiver comparing to the Rams guys? How about uh Christian Kirk and Calvin Ridley?
2: Uh, under the circumstances this week with, with cup at less than a hundred percent, I would have Puka over them for sure. And I don't know how I would settle with cup versus those guys. I probably would have Cup still ahead of them. Just knowing that Lawrence hasn't gotten big games out of both.
0: Are you starting tank Dell ahead of them in any circumstance?
2: I have Dell ahead of Puka right now. Yes. Okay.
0: So you have Puka right now ranked as if cup is not playing.
2: Correct. Okay. We won't rank him until he gets a full practice.
0: And so, so he's ninth for eighth or ninth for everybody. So that's Puka. Okay. Um, Last one. If cup plays, would you start Jamar chase or a Rams wide receiver?
2: I would start Jamar chase. Jamar chase or Kyron Williams this week. Jamar chase.
0: Ramondre Stevenson or Kyron Williams this week. Oh, back-to-back.
2: Remondre right now. Okay. Must I change it? Did I put Kyron ahead? Yeah, one spot. Yeah, gone back and forth with that.
0: <laughs> Pacheco, one spot ahead of Kyron, then Stevenson. Okay, Um. let's see. What else in this game?
2: That was a good question from Albert in the chat.
0: What do we got? If Cup is out, how do you feel about 2-2 two to, two to Atwell? Yeah, how do you feel about Yeah,
2: that? not a bad flyer. I mean, we saw it earlier this season, the first three games. Now, as Adam mentioned, they're, we're throwing the ball a lot more then. So just keep that in mind. But Atwell was awesome. You know, nine targets in four straight games without – eight eight-plus targets in four straight games without Cup. So not a bad, desperate flyer. You know, similar to what we were talking about with Greg Dortch earlier in the show.
0: Yeah, right. I was actually going to ask you, Dortch or, or Atwell, if, if Cup is out –
2: uh, I probably would go Atwell just because we've seen that, and you know, you never know when this is. This could be the Brown week. This could be the um, you know Ronda Moore week. You know, so a little bit, a little bit more uncertainty there with that because at least you've seen Atwell get those targets.
0: I don't know if people have just given up in fantasy. You know, you've been eliminated or whatever. But Tyler Higby is fifty percent rostered, and and that's one of the more over rostered players in the world. Yeah. If Cup is out, then maybe he you can get 40 or so yards with him. But he doesn't have a touchdown this year, and he has one game with more than 20 yards since Cooper Cup returns. So.
2: I think what ends up happening is, and I understand why, Like a lot of sites project him for more points than he's been getting because of one of the two receivers being out.
0: Someone's asking, have we already talked about Trey McBride? No, we have not. We will get to that. Uh, but let's talk about Kyler Murray first. So... He's outside the top 10, but he's right around 12. I think he's 11th for you, 14th for Dave, 13th for Heath, something like that. 23.7 points last week at Houston, and he's running well. 33 yards and a touchdown against Atlanta, 51 yards and a touchdown at Houston. Why is he so low? I guess is the question. Why is he why is he definitively behind Dobbs and Fields?
2: I think just because of the body of work for me. You know what you've seen from them? And look, this Rams defense is still pretty good. You know, I know it's not great, but it's still good. And so um, I'd like to see a little bit more consistent production from from Kyler, but I view them all the same. You know, you could you could line them up and say, okay, this one's going to be better than that one. I'm not going to argue, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if Kyler's better.
0: Uh, the James Conner rankings are fascinating, and I wish Heath were here. Jamie's got James Conner 32nd in PPR. Dave has him 28th. Heath has him 14th, and Heath has him seventh in non PPR. Now these rankings change and maybe it was projections like for Heath, maybe projections had him there. Maybe he was going to lower him. It's Thanksgiving. I have no idea. I can't imagine that. Cause obviously you guys had to get your rankings set before the games on Thursday, but I mean, yeah, I don't know. He's very high on, on Connor. You are not. So, you, you know, would you, would you start Madison or Herbert ahead of James Connor?
2: Yeah, not Herbert Madison. Yes. Um, look, he's not catching the ball he's got what three catches in his last six games or something like that since week one um it's I'm not good right
0: wow no I can't be that low
2: it's five maybe yeah, it's not, it's
0: it, not might, it might be five or six yeah
2: okay oh, that's a yeah, no, it's, it's, it's
0: bad it's bad
2: yeah, yeah. and <laughs> he's got the team not just him because he's missed four games the team has three rushing touchdowns he's got two of them they came early in the season so he's got a score And they just haven't shown the ability to do that consistently on the ground. He's not working in the passing game. I mean, you're getting maybe seven, eight points. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, Arizona wide receivers. You like any of them? Barky's excited about any of them if Barky's plays. No. How can you
2: be? You know, I mean, it's 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 been. Totally disappointing for Marquise Brown. I mean, I thought, okay, here comes Kyler. You know, you, you've you've said this. We, we've talked about this. The last, the first six games of last season, he was amazing without DeAndre Hopkins and with a healthy Kyler Murray, and that just hasn't materialized. So, clearly, there's – the best pass catcher on this team is Trey McBride. And I don't think Zach Ertz, if he does come back at some point, is going to change that. So, McBride is, is locked and loaded, top five tight end. And then it's, okay, who's going to get the scraps? And so, what did we see last week? We saw – Greg Dortch without Michael Wilson play. Okay. So they used him in a little bit different, different role and Rondell Moore in a different role, you know, so Dortch was the one that stepped up and had the big game. Rondell Moore had the big catch. Marquise Brown, just not getting the job done. So hard to trust any of these guys.
0: Uh, I do have some questions for this game from the chat. Kyron Williams or Josh Downs or Zay flowers. If he plays in PPR, Kyron, um, so De- Demario Douglas, Rashad Bateman, or Greg Dortch of Hollywood Browns out. Still go Douglas. Mostert or Kyron Williams in PPR? Mostert. Pick two Kincaid, McBride, Deontay Johnson. The two tight ends. Of course. Obviously, we always start tight ends. (laughs) Um, And then Johnny says, Why so low on Kyron Williams? So low, James. Again, I just
2: think you got to see. 100% 100% no rust, ready to go, coming off a long layoff. I hope he's awesome. Again, I, most leagues where I have him, I'm starting him and very happy to start him. But just a little bit concerned that we're not going to get ultimate touch work, the the ceiling amount of touches for Kyron when this first game back.
0: And Trey McBride is fourth for Jamie. The three tight ends ahead of McBride are Kelsey, TJ Hawkinson, and Dalton Kincaid. Uh, this is an easy matchup. Rams have been struggling against tight ends. New Orleans is at Atlanta, and uh, who wins? What do you think? I think New Orleans wins. Me too. Me too. I think th- I thought the Falcons were favored. Let's see what do we got. What's that spread there, Brooke, on uh, Atlanta New Orleans, Rookie Boy? There, oh, New Orleans is favored one and a half. How about that? No. Uh, yes, you're right. I get pluses and minuses confused. Falcons are plus one and a half. <laughs> okay, New Orleans at Atlanta stat of the game. Travis Etienne is the only running back to score more than 14.5 PPR fantasy points against the Saints. Will Bijan Robinson be the next?
2: Uh yes. I, I like that Arthur Smith was kind of continuing the theme that he had prior to the bye week of they're gonna give him as many opportunities. Look, he's fighting for his job at this point. They're fighting for a playoff spot. Why would you not lean on Bijan? You know, this is his time, you know, so. Should have fresh legs. Should be good to go. Should be involved in the passing game. I think you know. I've I've I started the week uh, you know more of a number two running back range for Bijan, and I've consistently moved him up. You know, so he's he's in the top ten.
0: This is a tough one here from Jeff. Uh, pick two: Bijan Robinson, Derek Henry in the dream matchup, or Rashad White PPR. Who are you sitting?
2: I would still sit Henry. You know, just based on what we've seen, body of work.
0: Would you start Jamar Chase from Seth uh, or CF? Jamar Chase over Bijan Robinson or Travis Etienne this week?
2: Uh, Yes. Who? Over both. When
0: would you start, Bijan or Etienne? Bijan. Okay. Stat of the game number two. All right, so so the first stat was how bad running backs have been against New Orleans with only Etienne scoring more than 14.4 points. How about this one? The Falcons... Have not given up a rushing touchdown to a running back all season. It's crazy, right? Wow. I mean, they might give up one to a tight end in this game. <laughs> Taysom Hill, but uh, that's pretty interesting. But Kamara, Kamara, or, or Bijan, who do you like better?
2: Kamara. There's no hesitation with me with him.
0: Who are the tough calls in this game, New Orleans and at Atlanta?
2: Uh, Drake London, the tight ends for Atlanta. And Shahid and At Perry.
0: Yeah, and there's actually some tough calls for who's the you said the tight ends for Atlanta, but who's the best tight end in this game? Because we got a total Taysom. dud from oh so bad last week though two weeks ago.
2: Taysom's dud might be as good as what Pitts and Johnu do combined. I, I mean, know. that's just how the season is going. It's so sad. Johnu Smith. The only hope
0: I have for him is that he was pretty solid with with Desmond Ritter. Uh, he's been slumping pretty badly. He has basically had like a sixty yard touchdown catch or something. And that's yep. pretty much the only play.
2: That was with Heineke. Yeah.
0: And it's like the only play he made. And it was on a tight end screen or something. It was so fluky. In his last five games, or four games, has been awful. All right. Derek Carr is right in that same range with Minshew and Mayfield. He's a mid-range number two quarterback. He has been 18.3 to 22.3 points in five straight games that he didn't leave early with an injury. And Atlanta gives up the fifth most points to quarterback Start Kamara, Oh, start Olave for sure. Uh, would you start Rashid Shahid or Chris Godwin or Demario Douglas, that group?
2: Uh, those guys over Shahid. I mean, the encouraging thing was, and again, take into account that James Winston played in that game, but he had nine targets in the game that Michael Thomas left prior to their bye. Most targets he's had, maybe his career, but certainly most targets this season. Um, he had five catches for very minimal yards. It was under 50 yards receiving. So it wasn't, the best Twenty-four yards. <laughs> right, wasn't the best day for him. Yeah. Um. At Perry comes in, scores a touchdown. He's a big guy, you know, so it could be a red zone threat. So take that into account. But Derek Carr, I think, is going to lean on Olave. Somebody else will have a good game. I can't say with any certainty. So, you know, the guys that we've been talking about, Tutu Atwell, Greg Dorch, You know, that's kind of where you kind of view these guys. I give Shahid a little bit of a bump over them, just because again, you saw nine targets and you've seen some production from him over the course of the season. So slightly better, but. um would not be surprised if we have an At Perry game, and you're like, okay, this guy might be legit moving forward.
0: Well, when you look at the roles that they played, basically, when Thomas went out, which is more or less the entire game, Rashid Shahid, his average route depth in Week Ten was 5.9 yards. That was a season low, and usually he's a deep threat. At Perry's average route average route depth was 12.1 yards, twice as deep running routes as, as Rashid Shahid. So Shahid basically became Michael Thomas and got nine targets and Perry became Rashid Shahid and got four targets and scored a touchdown. (laughs) So, uh, that's, we'll see if that holds up, but that's more or less what happened, uh, two, two weeks ago, last game for the saints. Um, all right. Taysom Hill, you have over the Falcons guys, as you mentioned, you have him, you know, I was going to ask you him or Ferguson, but I think you have him you have him one spot ahead of Ferguson so hope that works out but behind Najoku it can't and be much worse yeah uh all right and Ritter no Bijan, yes London London's ahead of Shahid and Perry yep. um now we've talked a lot about London he's about he, he's outside the top 30 it no Lattimore, but the Saints have good corners they have Alante Taylor and um Paulson Adebo ready to go without Lattimore there. And uh, yeah, Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts has two games with double-digit fantasy points this year, so just not good. And it's more or less it. Saints DST, you like the Saints DST?
2: They're okay. You know, they were uh, a lower priority for me, but a priority. Okay.
0: You said you would start the Falcons tight ends over Otten?
2: Or no? I would start Pitts over Otten and Otten over John.
0: All right.
2: Oh, here we go, everybody.
0: Patience is a virtue. Patriots (laughs) at Giants. I don't even... I I don't know how the Patriots are favored in this game. I think it's an absolute insult. Honestly. The Giants are winning this game. It's 100%. They
2: might. They might. (laughs) It's still, you know, the Belichick rookie QB... Yeah. ...thing. That's kind of what I look at.
0: That's exactly it. I mean, DeVito could, could poop his pants... Which apparently, by the way, I saw this thing circulating that uh, – I don't know if this is true or not. <laughs> Plumbers refer to the day after Thanksgiving as Brown Friday because they get the most calls on on the, the day after Thanksgiving <laughs> okay. of any day of the year. Because I think – because a lot of people have guests staying at their house, a lot of people using all the water or whatever. But I just thought that was funny. Um stat of the game is that Ramondre Stevenson has four to six targets in five straight games. That is a beautiful role in the passing game. So he and Barkley are easy starts, right?
2: Yep. Anyone else? Nope. (laughs) I mean, both DSTs are in play. You know, you've seen enough of these two offenses to understand that there's going to be some struggles. And for DeVito, there'll be some sacks, even with the Patriots' pass rush not being great. Um, For the Giants, you know... Mac Jones, if he starts, has been a turnover machine. So there's opportunities there. But I mean, my gosh, this this 33 and a half. It's not it's not they're not expecting a lot of points. So Douglas, you know, you hope that what we saw uh the last few weeks for him starts to pick up. And then for um for the Giants, I mean, if there's no Slayton, who fills that role that we saw last week? You know, I, I hope it's Wandale, but it could be Hodgins, you know, so desperation plays at best
0: if you're in a dynasty league follow dan schneier on twitter every time i go on twitter he and heath populate my twitter feed more than anyone else and uh Schneier's always posting clips of giants games because he hosts the giants podcast jalen hyatt gets behind defensive backs consistently this guy has incredible speed and the right quarterback could really make jalen hyatt a good player uh, i believe that i think he, i think he's gonna end up being a good draft pick if they can get the right quarterback. So just think about that in dynasty leagues, but Slayton, I'm glad you mentioned him. If he's out, that's a problem, but he, he did practice. It was an arm injury, not like a soft tissue or anything. So good chance he plays. I, I'm not saying to start him. The Patriots have been, the Patriots give, have given up a lot of points to wide receivers, but they have faced, you know, the Eagles, the dolphins, Garrett Wilson, the Cowboys, Chris Olave, Devontae Adams, Stefan Diggs, the dolphins again, the commanders, Michael Pittman, they have faced a furious slate of uh, of wide receivers. So I don't think they're a good matchup for wide receivers, even though I think they're 23rd against receivers. But Slayton seems to have a little bit of a connection with DeVito. Um, you know, seven targets at Las Vegas, 59 yards, five targets, 82 yards and a touchdown at Washington. He left the game early. So if you're in a deep league and you... Nobody's listening to me anymore. But, like, <laughs> what am I doing here? Because they have a buy next week anyway. But All right. Demario Douglas, I guess, is someone that people might have questions about. Here's one. Gus Edwards or Douglas in PPR?
2: Oh, Gus. Gus. Gus.
0: Um, let's see. I don't have any more questions there, so I'll just ask you. Demario Douglas or did I ask you Drake London PPR?
2: I think so. I go London.
0: Demario Douglas or Odell Beckham?
2: Uh, Beckham. And Beckham for sure if Flowers is up.
0: Uh, someone tweeted at us: Garrett Wilson or Demario Douglas? Garrett Wilson. How do you feel about Black Friday football or Brown Friday football, as it as it were?
2: <laughs> um, I hope it's not Brown Friday football. Um, <laughs> I uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, whatever. Football on another day. Can't, yeah, can't I, c- I, do. It. I could
0: I could go without it. You well, go without it? I think so. Well, first of all, I, I have to watch another stupid football game at noon. Miami's on the Hurricanes. So I have to watch that. And then it's like, am I going to do anything fun on Thanksgiving? Or just going to watch bad football games? I, I'd be excited if it were a different game. But the Jets? I have to watch the Jets on, Thanksgiving, on Black Friday? Like,
2: it's your brother's birthday. That's his team.
0: It, it, it is. Oh, gosh, yeah. Happy birthday, buddy. Your team sucks
2: again you should tell that story What? how How the day started <laughs> why
0: don't you tell the story I'm a little embarrassed
2: <laughs> so uh, when we're starting our mic check you know Adam and I are just BSing and I said happy birthday to your brother and he goes oh god I gotta text him
0: <laughs> yeah I totally forgot
2: uh, I would have remembered I would have
0: remembered but I, I had forgotten in that moment Um. anyway yeah so he thankfully he didn't have to share Thanksgiving and his birthday that's, that's never fun Um, Have a great day, everybody. A great weekend. We'll talk to you with HQ at 10 a.m. on Sunday on the CBS Sports app, Fantasy Football Today, 10 a.m. And then our live streams at 11.30 a.m. on youtube.com slash Today.
1: Have a great Browns Friday. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.